You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. For everything Buccaneers, it, 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 it's Jolly Rogers and Touchdowns. Now, now, here's your hosts, Casey Hudson and Kaylee Mizell. What's going on, Bucks fans? Welcome to Jolly Rogers and Touchdowns, an Odyssey original podcast that brings you all Tampa Bay Bucks insight and entertainment three times a week. That's right, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So be sure to conveniently download that Odyssey app. Hit that auto download button after searching Jolly Rogers and Touchdowns so that you can have all brand new episodes just sitting there waiting for you at your convenience to listen to. And guess what, guys? Share it with friends, family, and other football fans. And you can stream Jolly Rogers and Touchdowns on any of your favorite streaming platforms. Guys, I'm Casey Hudson, joined by my lovely co-host Kaylee Mizell, and it is time for us to sail into a brand new episode of Jolly Rogers and Touchdowns. I feel like Kaylee and I are feeling more alive right now. We got to dump oh, all yeah. the emotions of Sunday and key takeaways well, and stuff. Huh? Yeah. I feel I feel in a much better place. I feel I'm like there's lighter. good news on the horizon. And so right. this is a good it's a you know, it's a good Friday because that's when you guys will be hearing it. So I'm excited. Yeah. And you're you're playing playing the saints a team that you know you guys always play well and and the bucks always play well uh on monday night monday night football it's gonna be a red out um so it's exciting i think i'm back like okay we're like we're okay everything's okay (laughs) i had to like go through the progression of like frustration on sunday and then a little bit of depression you know early in the week (laughs) And now I'm like, okay, acceptance moving yep. forward. Yeah. Next, and I think next that the, page. the Bucks seem to be a little bit in the same sp- space of like acceptance and moving forward. Casey, mm-hmm. where are you at today? Are you, do you feel like you're in like the, are you past all of the grievings? Are you like in, ex- are you in I, acceptance? Where are you at? I think I'm with you on the acceptance page. Yesterday when I was on Twitter, I didn't feel the need to, engage on any of the conversations still revolving around Sunday. So that's always nope. a promising sign that says I'm, I'm past this and I'm ready for Twitter what's was a next. weird place yesterday. I don't know what oh was going gosh. on, on Twitter, but it was just like, Twitter, I had to shut whole, it down by 6 PM. All of I was Twitter done with it by six. Extra yesterday. Yes. But uh, Tampa Bay had a lot of Tampa, words. There was a lot of Tampa Bay Twitter yesterday <laughs> going on. There was a yes, lot of sir. stuff. But uh, yeah, I shut it down by six. I feel better. Yeah. I feel ready to talk, hopefully, um, yeah. about the next game and 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 bring Jolly Rogers and touchdown fans a good preview. You know, we yeah. we're still in it. The season's still happening. Games are still going to take place, and you got to learn how to just shed that unfortunate game and 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 layer and grief and and keep keep on keeping on. And it's the holidays, so what better time to exactly. actually do well? the page than now casey and kaylee keeping the jolly in jolly <laughs> rogers and touchdowns um, okay casey well with that now that we're both feeling pretty good uh let's get into some team updates because we actually have quite mm-hmm. a few team updates and casey 
Look at this cool little banner we have. Of course, you oh, guys man. can follow us on Jolly Rogers TDS on both Instagram and Twitter. And conveniently, it's right there for you. Boom, 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 boom. You can add right now. Yeah. <laughs> Go look. As we bring Go you look. these updates, you can literally be following us. So that's so we helpful. I love it. Uh, okay, <laughs> you said you. exciting news, Kaylee. Um, it is exciting news. I have okay. Yes. I want to hear your opinion on this, Casey. Yes. You and I are you and I are similar in that, like you know, things mm -hmm. can get lost in translation. You're texting mm -hmm. someone, or you assume something. You know, mm -hmm. things can build up, and it can continue building. And if you yep. don't go at it head first and just kind of say, "Hey." I think there's, have some, this. there's something weird going on between us. Like, can we talk about it? Can we be grown ups yeah. for a second and like just talk Remove about what's text. going on? Mm -hmm. Can we take some accountability for ourselves, take some responsibility, be adults yep. and say, yeah, I had a problem when you did X, Y, Z or that frustrated mm -hmm. me or whatever. And then give some space for somebody to explain their perspective, put on our right. listening ears like, you know, they teach us in elementary school listen to what middle. people have to say and then yeah hear each other out and move forward well we had some issues with the bucks defense and it seems like they had some issues with each other casey because they all sat down and had a dinner on monday night and it was circle time it was honest circle time i don't know how they did it i don't know like whoever's holding the steak knife gets to talk but Casey, <laughs> that's how they did they, it in the cheerleading movies. Who has ever know, holding right? a spirit stick? <laughs> they <laughs> yes, I brought a cheerleading there. reference to football, guys. <laughs> I said steak. I said steak knife. You know, I made it football esque. These that are dangerous, Kaylee. You know, these are big guys. You just talk feelings with weapons in your hand. That could be dangerous. <laughs> that could turn true. really fast. <laughs> yeah, but maybe maybe that's good. Maybe that's good because you're like holding the steak knife, and it's like you better let Don't me interrupt talk. me. You yeah, that's true. Let me maybe maybe there's a little bit of uh, maybe dating advice with Kaylee and Casey. Right. <laughs> when you need to air out like I'm terrified with your significant other, just hold this steak knife. So either way. The Bucks defense, they all had dinner together. They aired everything out and they and they said that it was really good. They said it was actually like really freeing to just talk honestly with each other and to say, hey, yeah, I'm talking have about your feelings can be progressive. Yeah, <laughs> I had a problem. Oh, yeah, like breaking news. It's okay to have feelings. Breaking news. It's okay you to talk, talk about, about those, those feelings. feelings. <laughs> and air things out and like move forward. Um, Look, and that's, what, that's exactly, doing what, they did. That's exactly yeah. what they did. I'm actually, no, I, I, I mean, I, all joking aside, I truly believe that being in a situation where, you know, there, there is, there are some issues. I truly believe that being able to like get on the same page. And, and that mm -hmm. doesn't mean that you have to agree about everything, right? but just having the capacity to understand, having some empathy and compassion for someone else's perspective, that changes everything. And mm -hmm. I think that if the Bucks defense, if the, if that's what they were able to do, and it seems like it was Casey, I think that they're at a turning point then, you know, because again, yeah. I think our frustration with this Bucks defense and with this Bucks team as a whole has been they're so good 
They're mm-hmm. so good. They have so much talent and they're not living up to it. And no, there's so a disconnect. That, exactly. And mm-hmm. I think part of the disconnect was you mentioned it several times. Hey, they're they're they have things outside of this football team. Yeah. Whenever they were with when they whenever they had just COVID and they just had to stick with each other and be with each other, exactly. we saw the team chemistry. So the mm-hmm. fact that someone on the defense, the fact that there was a leader on defense that said, "Hey, we need to do this," which you know, and that leader, I mean, we have to give a shout out to Devin White because he was the guy that yeah. organized this whole thing. Um, he organized this get together to say. Why have we collapsed so many times in the fourth quarter this season? And, and they talked about it and they moved forward. And yeah. I just think that that's, I think that's such a maturity on Devin White. He's really, yes. truly taken leadership under his wing. He got called out. We called him out. We made him walk the plank. Right. And since then, he has stepped up and been the leader that we know he can be. And I think that he's going to continue to lead this defense in a really, really big way. Um, mm-hmm. I'm excited for that, Casey. What, 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 are, what are your thoughts? I've been talking a little bit. I, what are your thoughts <laughs> on the meeting, on, on getting together, and what can come of the meeting? Well, you said you said exactly what I was going to say, being the fact that like we talked about it here on Jolly Rogers and touchdowns, the significant difference of where this team was mentally when they were stuck together via COVID versus now where they have so much space. And yes, it's healthy to be able to turn off football for a second and be present with your family or be present in something else. I just told somebody this the other day, like, you know, when people are like, Oh, are you watching this game and doing this? I'm like, no, sometimes I really do have to disconnect or else I'm going Mm -hmm. to go crazy. You know, I need to watch a fluffy Hallmark movie and remind myself that life's life and then get back to football (laughs) and hockey. So I think that that, that goes the same for these guys, but sometimes disconnecting can, can go too far, you know? Mm -hmm. And then when there's off the field antics and headlines and, you know, people with the pointed questions and antagonizing what could be and all these assumptions, that distance, that, that separation, that small bit of breathing room between teammates can turn into something much larger. And it can get to the point to where, you know, when something is just festering for so long and it could have been this small, but then because of the time that, that it's had to just sit there and linger without answers, nobody even recalls what it is anymore. We just know that it's a heavy feeling that's impacting us, but we don't really know why to such a degree. So that's where communication, as you just perfectly put it, is so important because, you know, everybody perceives things differently. And if you don't know, and if you don't allow somebody to feel understood, whether you agree or not, but allow somebody to feel understood, there's no getting past that point. So I think in terms of what I was seeing with the guys in COVID where they had to rely on each other, they had to communicate, they were majority of what they were seeing and spending time with. So that's going to make you bring your walls down a little bit and let some guys in. And then I think the walls just went right back up and they tried to handle things outside of the facility and amongst their entourages and stuff. And when you, most people, especially of that caliber and professional sports, your entourage is, are a bunch of yes men. And you might have one guy who's going to tell you the truth, like reel it in, get with your teammates. Let's get a conversation going. So that also skews perspective so much. So this was crucial for them to sit down tune out the noise and say, let's put everything on the table for real, for real. Yep. And move past it. You're, you're past the turning point of the season now, which we've talked about here. They should have 
consistently like Sunday should have never happened. Yep. They started turning when we thought things were going to pick up progressively and consistently. So now missing that mark, it's more crucial now than ever that that happens and that it translates because yep. there's nothing worse than having a great conversation with somebody and thinking, okay, we've, we've hit, you know, we, we've hit the turning point and then you go back and do the same old stupid stuff. Um, yep. So I, I hope everybody felt heard and I hope that this really is going to translate onto the field because this is a great team. The talent roster is still very much uh, appealing. It's the fact mm -hmm. that you've got a bunch of puzzles, but it's like, you know, when you're putting a puzzle together and you haven't flipped it yet to connect one of those extra ridgy ones. So it almost looks like it connects, connects on this end, but you just got to do the one little swivel and then, oh, there you go. It actually connects now. We've got this great, unique puzzle, but we're not doing enough to get it to the right ridges to come together and make something happen here. So I'm so glad that they did it um, long-windedly, obviously. Yeah. I Well, I think and it's an important it. I think it's an important point because Casey, you and I have talked about it and we've, we, we've, we've given a lot of grief to the coaching staff and even to the front office because yeah. I haven't seen this from them. And I'm glad that Devin White took it upon himself to yes. handle business. You know, the, the, this Bucks team has given up 69 points in the fourth quarter of the season. It's the most of any period. So mm -hmm. clearly there is something going on. They're not finishing out games. And, and all of the points that you just said, Casey, that's exactly why Devin White said that they had this meeting. He said, we know how good of a team we are. Mm -hmm. But we need to play all 60 minutes. We need to put four quarters together defensively. Yeah. And it's that I'm individual really mind you and I talked about a couple weeks ago. We're like, everybody seems like they're out there on their own on their own page, accord, you yep. know, everybody's in their own little silos instead yeah. of playing like a team. Yeah. There was no feeding off of one another. And I think that became most apparent when you're expecting this dynamic duo of Levante David and Devin White, two people who we know have fed off of one another in, in big plays on the field. And it wasn't really there. We've seen a glimmer mm -hmm. of it in some games, but I know me personally, I was geeking over the fact that yes, they're going to be back this year. Like, of course, leave it to me to bring hockey references into football, but I'm like, the Bash brothers are back. Some people knew what I was talking about. Other people were just like, get this girl out of here. But still that excitement never landed. There's yep. still time, but it never landed. Yeah. Well, and then continuing good news for this defense, Logan Ryan, has been activated from injury reserve. So he has a 21-day practice window, and he can be added to the roster anytime during mm -hmm. the next three weeks. Uh, I don't know if we're going to see him this Monday, Casey, but right. I think that we'll see him pretty soon. Oh, yeah. I'm sure we would see him within the next two weeks. Um, they said December originally, but they were kind of pushing towards closer towards the end of the season. Um, mm -hmm. I think this kind of goes back to similar to what what they were gauging with Donovan Smith and his injury in the beginning of the season, that that pain management, not that he should be in any pain, but if there's any discomfort or if he starts to feel fatigue in the in the joint, in the muscle, they're not going to push it. Um, yeah. While it's not worth pushing, we're also talking about the only guy that can create turnovers on this yeah. roster still. Uh, the Hail Mary infection does not count, guys. Don't give me any grief. Like, that's yeah. that's backyard play. I'm talking about somebody who strategically can force turnovers. So we know that they're going to want them in there. We know that rivalry games bring a whole different element to the game, whether they have crap records or not. 
everyone just kind of steps up to, of course, you want to beat your rival. The competition is higher. So yeah, that was great sure. news. Everybody knows I lost my mind when when that came up. And I was like, finally. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll get an yeah. interception that means something. And they – well, they the secondary has faced a lot of injuries this season. You know, Antoine Winfield Jr. Um, mm-hmm. has kind of been back and forth. Um, he had that concussion. And then um, recently, yeah, he wasn't able to finish the game because of an ankle injury. And then you have Jamel yeah. Dean, Sean Murphy Bunting. They both have leg contusions. So, you know, it's just one of those things where you have an extra day this week take a little bit of time, hopefully get some guys healthy because you, that's probably one area overall this defense hasn't been great this season. Uh, you and I have talked about it, but is the secondary. And it's not that they've been horrible. It's just that they they haven't been their normal selves. And and I right. think that they, we know that they have more in them. Casey, uh, I think that might do it for team updates. Do you have anything else for us before we – get on to this uh, rivalry matchup one thing that i will add especially because we well not especially because we don't have an injury report but one thing totally worth adding is if you guys have not read the article by bucks writer brianna um go read it it's a beautiful article where she gets to sit down with kate Otten and kind of talk about everything that he has faced emotionally you know mm-hmm. having riding the high of a great training camp to losing his mom to how he chooses to honor his mom every time he touches the field, uh, as well as off the field. So obviously you guys know Kaylee and I are very high on KDOT and not just because of what he does on the football field, but we've said it since the beginning of Jolly Rogers and touchdowns. He he's always had a mature, um, silent leader demeanor about him and he's just a rookie. So it's, you get excited about guys like this because you know that they're not only going to make a difference on this team on and off the field, but they're going to make a difference in this league. And I can only speak for myself when it comes to grieving, but whenever these guys face obstacles like this, I am in awe of them because the biggest grieving point of my life, I very much shut down in every way possible. Did I still show up for work? Yeah, because you can't, you can't not pay the bills, but I was so out of touch. I was so disconnected. And then I would look up months later and I just kind of felt like I couldn't tell anybody what has happened the past couple of months. I was in a complete, you know, Snoopy, just whirlwind there. So to be so present and to be so impactful and to be able to be as vocal as possible while probably still dealing heavily with those emotions, I salute any player or any human being that manages it. But Kate Otten has just exemplified so many great characteristics that this team can use and not just now, but in the future. And I think this kid is the future of this Bucks roster. So go read it. Um, it's the second well, great article that Brianna writes great content period, but it's the second sit down that she's had where she's had to talk about a grieving process with a player. The first one being Devin white and the loss of his siblings. So go check that out. Um, at Brianna Dix is the name and um, great, great content and Alson cleats. Yeah. I'm so glad that you shared that. Yeah. Um, definitely give her that plug and we'll tweet it, uh, from our Jolly Rogers uh, yes. account. So <laughs> we'll retweet the article there. So be sure if you can't find Brianna, then just find Jolly Rogers TDS. We'll retweet mm-hmm. that content. And then of course you guys will have access to it. Casey, thank you so much for sharing that. And now it's time to get into the game preview. Let's talk Bucks offense 
versus Saints defense. And uh, it's going to be kind of fun. It's going to be, it's always, it's always fun. Um, But uh, I'm, I'm excited. Do you think that we're there? So Marshawn Lattimore, this is my first question. Marshawn Lattimore was out for a few weeks because of um, some broken ribs. Actually, he had two broken ribs. The ribs um, on this team have not been sturdy this season. Yeah. And a <laughs> lacerated kidney. Goodness gracious, right? He returned oh. to practice recently. Um, as of last week, he was questionable against the 49ers. He mm-hmm. did not dress out. Could he return this week? That's the question for the Saints. Um, and because him and Mike Evans have some, you know, history, <laughs> we'll say. Tension. Um, some tension. That I think, I think that the reason why I wanted to bring this up first, because I think that will set the tone. If, if Lattimore is Mm -hmm. in and does play, I think that the tension automatically rises. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's a lot more scuffles. I think there's a lot more beef. I, I think that things are a little bit more interesting in Mm -hmm. terms of that context. If he doesn't play, I don't think there's going to be as much. I'm not going to say passion because I still think that, that these two teams play each other passionately, but there's yeah. not going to be as much tension. You know what I mean? I I disagree. Have to slightly disagree. Yeah, oh, because love to hear I've, it. Seen, I've seen tempers flare when it comes to Devin White. I've seen tempers flare with um which we'll call it on the, on the interior on, on, in the yeah. trenches on the offensive okay. line and the defensive line, the extra shoving in between and stuff. When a tackle is made on a running back, um, you see them kind of like pushing each other as if they're going to help somebody up, but they just want to get that extra push in. I think that this rivalry just cut like runs like a little too deep, but Mike and, and, and Marshawn Lattimore are definitely the biggest one because they always get lost in it. Yeah. Um, I, I think that like they forget sometimes that they're on a football field in the middle of a game. And then it's just like that every time people are like, yo, something personal is going on there. We still don't know till this day, guys. But yeah, it feels like personal. But yeah, um, there is. Yeah. Yeah. Devin White quoted earlier in the week saying we don't like us. We don't like them. They don't like us. They don't. don't we don't like them. I'm guessing is probably okay. more. The, the idea of it, but either Maybe way, like, yeah, hear- <laughs> all right, no problem. They don't like us and we don't like them. But then the other thing that I'll point out too, is like Jameis Winston was the Bucks quarterback and everybody gave Devin white grief about like, we knew he was going to basically saying we knew he was going to screw up and we just wanted to capitalize on that. So I think the tensions run a little further than, than Mike and, and Marshawn, but I think Mike and Marshawn always take it to a whole nother level with that yeah. said though. On your point to maybe tensions reeling in a little bit, if I'm Marshawn Lattimore and I know I'm going up against a player that we always just tend to get lost in in the antics and the <laughs> dislike of one another, and I've got broken ribs and kidney issues and all these things, I'm going to probably think not. I'm going to think better to play a relaxed you, you game. Would think, you would think. Or not dress play. out. Maybe no. I know. Maybe not. But we're talking time. about ego and we're talking about emotions. And of course, he's probably going to go in there and then God forbid something happens. And then Mike Evans is in the headlines for breaking uh, Lattimore's ribs even further. That's the last thing this team needs. And Mike Evans, after only having three receptions for what, like 61 yards versus this team before getting ejected, we need him in the whole game. 
So he's going to yeah. have to show some some uh, reservation here versus one of the top rivalries in the league. Yeah, I and well, you bring up a good point because there is just a lot of there's just a lot of stuff. Uh, we'll get to this more whenever we talk, you know, Bucks defense, but. Um, oh, oh yeah, Cam Jordan, he's you know, always he's pick. always a psychopath. Yeah, he's Wanting always out to, there. You know what I mean? Me. So maybe maybe you're right. Maybe I'm being a little too maybe the <laughs> optimism has run too deep this morning for me. No, I think the uh, last rivalry was just such a big point in the game and after the game and weeks there <laughs> there oh, late that yeah. like anything happening on outside of that was, was kind of hard to probably narrow in on. Like, I wouldn't be surprised actually Leonard Fournette too. He gets chippy out there. That's um, very true. Yeah. Like we Is thought that Fournette, the guy that started kind of that scuffle back and forth the whole deal. Yeah. With, yeah. I think after Tom, mm -hmm. it was Leonard that came in and then Mike Evans, and then Mike. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. maybe you're right, Casey. But I mean, <laughs> although we'll see how much we see Leonard Fournette, and I guess that leads. But that's yeah. a great point. Let's lead me to the very next thing. How much do we expect to see Leonard Fournette? I think that there needs to be a balance, Casey, because absolutely. I and this is why I was frustrated last week is because it seems like it, it, it's very predictable what we said this offense. Um, and to me. They find one guy that they think can do right. it, and then they just go all in on that guy, which is it's not smart offensively. I think that's the definition of predictability, honestly. It's too much pressure on one. They did it with, they did it with um, Lenny at the beginning of the year. They were like, "Oh yeah, it's it's Lenny time," and it's like then they went all in on Lenny. They were like giving him mm -hmm. all of the balls, rushing. They were like throwing that little screens. They were like hitting him on the side. Um, he was like the lead rusher and receiver for like two weeks for the Bucks, um, right? And it's just like this isn't smart. Why go all in on one player when you have so many weapons? And then that's mm -hmm. what they did last week against the Browns. It's like they tried to just use Rashad White and only Rashad White whenever mm -hmm. they have so many different weapons. This Saints defense, they they. Ah, they're not great. I'm not going to like say like, oh, they're fantastic. They're, they're, you know, PFF ranking is 14th, but they have some guys that are playmakers out there and they yeah. always play this Bucks team really well. And on top of it, Casey, this is a desperate team. If they don't win this game, their odds of making the playoffs go down to literally one percent they are desperate and you saw what happens when you play a desperate team because well yes. they saw it up in cleveland you don't want to play a desperate team but you're gonna have mm -hmm. to so you have to make the most of this situation you have to make the most of what you have been given and I don't know what's going on offensively. I don't know if, if, between like the lack of trust. I don't, you know, what did Todd Bowles mean whenever he was talking about yeah. Tom Brady and the picks, this, like all of that, it's just so convoluted. I wish they would have had a dinner and sat down and talked things out because they, should, think, they still have time to follow the defense's lead and they really should. I think that is for sure necessary. But Casey, I think my biggest point on offense is, it can't be predictable. You have to spread the ball around. Don't 
make it one guy's game. Right. And I think that that's probably the most important point that we should kick anything off with in this segment, because that's where this team falls apart every single time is trying to put it on somebody's back, trying to put it on Mike Evans back, trying to put it on Leonard Burnett's back. And you're hundred percent right. It was all about Lenny. There was all this, you know, how often are we going to see white, even though they had him on kickoff and punt and, you know, he's showing versatility as much as possible and the opportunities just never matched. And then, you know, they finally start to do it, but then you would see them as soon as they started getting things going with Rashad White, you saw them kind of pull back and then make it the Lenny show all over again. It's almost like they couldn't hurt Leonard's feelings. Then Leonard gets hurt. Rashad White steps in entirely, takes over, and then they use that as their complete point, like you said. With that, I think it's crucial for them to realize and kind of look back on the statistics of a previously desperate team that they just played heading into another desperate matchup. Rashad White only had 64 rushing yards because when you start being predictable and defenses adjust, like we've talked about here on Jolly Rogers and touchdowns, then it leaves you kind of with, you know, with your pockets empty, you have nowhere to go. And now you're putting your back against the wall and your team in a desperate situation to kind of do this panicked pivot So in the panicked pivot, it turned into the Chris Godwin show who came up with 110 receiving yards. And then Rashad White had 45 receiving yards. I think he landed in third in receiving yards on the team versus this Browns team. Statistically, you can see where the panic came in and you can just see where the strat, where the, where strategy and logic just completely lapsed this team. And you're right, Kaylee, while they might not have the best defense in the league, they have some key playmakers, but something we did see in week two, regardless of the result of the game, is that some of their young guys that want to make sure that they have a job next season, they kicked it into a whole nother gear. And you don't want to leave yourself exposed to be that team that all of a sudden is leveling up other leveling up your opponents, um, PFF grade and, and pay grade come next season. And I yep. saw guys whose names I didn't even recognize on the Saints roster making plays and keeping it a tight contention until obviously the turnovers, which helped so significantly, came about. Sorry, had to get clearly I still have some things to get off my chest. But yeah, so when it comes to the running game, they have to alleviate that and 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 dish that out a little bit better. We know that Leonard Fournette was really pushing to be a part of the Browns game. Um, initially when he got that hip pointer injury, they thought that it was going to be a couple weeks. I think Fournette and his pain management wanted to make it less than a couple weeks significantly. He wanted to come back right away. And they were saying that it was a possibility. I feel like he's going to try to push to be a part of this game. Um, I feel like there's still a lot of ego involved here. So while Lenny has made milestones of, of mature strides in his career, I do think it affects him to see the rave that's revolving around Rashad White now coming off of a 100-yard game and then having that 64 rushing yards, 45 receiving yards. Leonard Fournette wants to get in there and say, that, hey, I'm still your guy. So I wouldn't be surprised if he comes in Um, on a bit of a snap count, but it could be helpful. You know, you need muscle on certain downs. You need vision and quick feet on other downs. Keyshawn Vaughn didn't really make much of an impact last game. I know Gio Bernard was designated to return, I think almost two weeks ago now, Um, but he's very specifically, you know, that back that they use on third downs um, and closer to the red zone. So This running game, they have options to be versatile, but they choose not to. And I think against this Saints team, they're going to go with that passing attack yet again. I think that they're going to open up like they always do with the run game. And then I think they're going to pivot to that passing attack. Chris Godwin has shown how reliable he can be. Uh, Mike Evans, 
needs to have a game here. He needs to obviously make up for what couldn't happen last game. He needs to show that he can go in there and keep his, his temper in line where Mike is very helpful is that he does draw a lot of defenders on him, opening up other receivers. But even when he's not doing that, he makes these big catches when him and Tom are on the same page or he's actually really good at drawing in um, interference calls. Somehow this man just knows the right angle to get a pass interference call and it comes in timely positions on the field. So I think that it would honestly escape them if they went in as a run heavy game versus this defense um, and, and Cam Jordan and this interior and those linebackers whose names you might not know all that well, but show up versus a rivalry team. Yeah. I think that, that, that you make such a great point, Casey. And, and I, I just want to see something different. It, it, I, I'm, it's going to be really frustrating if we see the same old thing and because it's not working, the same old thing yeah. is not working. So um, get and it was Rashad Perriman and, and Scotty Miller that ended up helping this team pull off the win versus the Saints. So to yep. see, you've talked about this, Kaylee. You have mentioned how much health should be playing a role into this mm. team creating more opportunity and being more versatile. Well, now you've got a Julio Jones that sh actually showed up for a whole game. Um, then you've got <laughs> Mike Evans, as long as he doesn't get ejected, you've got Chris Godwin, who's starting to get, you know, more into the sway of his, of play like he did last year. Paraman we saw for a little bit versus the Browns. Scotty Miller, we've seen kind of as like that emergency button that they pull in, in the fourth quarter. We saw zero K Dotton, and now there's Cameron Bray back in the mix. So they do have a strong chance here to utilize each different guy in their skill set on the right down and really generate an offense yeah. because when you look at the stats from last from last game Fournette, Evans, Perriman and Miller those were your top guys that got anything done and we're talking about Evans playing a quarter of the game yep yep and and like you said health now that health is a factor in some of those guys we should hopefully see a lot more of a keyword dynamic offensive yes. performance keyword this week look it up Bucks coaches <laughs> dynamic word Love of that the week. Um, that's what I'm looking for. But Casey, while we need to have a dynamic offensive performance against this Saints mm -hmm. defense, what we need defensively for this Bucks is to have a full 60 minute performance, just like yeah. Devin White talked about. They have to be strong towards the end of the game because. Even in that week two game, mm -hmm. there was a little bit of nerves, right? It, it ended up being a much closer game, um, you know, than, than what we were hoping for. Um, yeah. And so this defense has to perform. Luckily, just a quick little injury situation. Luckily, you, <laughs> the Saints, uh, you know, Michael Thomas is still out. So that... Yeah plays a little bit into your favor and there's still some question marks at quarterback is Jameis Winston going to be back or is it going to be Andy Dalton how much can Andy Dalton get done you know he he has a 83.9 PFF grade um hit his but but he doesn't really make these big time throws so these big chunks that the defense has given away previously that they gave away to the Browns, that's not necessarily Andy Dalton's game. Um, mm -hmm. That's not really how the Saints play. 
But offensively, this is a Saints team that got shut out last week. So they're going to be kind of PO'd coming into this game. And they're going to want to put up something because they got, yeah. they just got beat 13 to nothing by the 49ers. They're going to want to do something offensively. They're going to be kind of scratching, you know, at, at the bit to really get going. And again, desperate teams. This team, this Bucks team has not fared well against desperate teams this season. And that's where the defense comes in. The defense has to step up. This is going to be a desperate offense. This defense has to step up, play a full 60 minutes. What do you, what else do you think? That's kind of broad speaking, but mm-hmm. Casey, what do you think specifically this Bucks defense needs to do to take down the Saints offense? I think that this Bucks defense needs to 100%, like you said, play 60 minutes. But I think one of the best ways for them to motivate themselves to play 60 minutes is to kind of come in with that mental warfare. We're talking Mm. about a team that's also dealing with a lot of their own internal issues. You know, you got Jameis Winston talking about his soul being ripped out of his chest. You got Andy Dalton still just fighting to have a place in this league after being tossed around like, like a, you know, like a rag doll, if you will, nobody mm-hmm. no wanting to have him, but then we'll use him if he's there. That that wears on somebody emotionally. Um, then you've got the inconsistency of if your weapons can play this game or if they can't play this game or they're only 60% healthy. So there's such a there's such a mental angle to come in on as a defense that they can set a tone early. And if they set the tone early enough, I think it'll play in their favor to where they can be consistent throughout the rest of the game. I say that because whether it's Dalton or Winston in the pocket there, you know, you've got Alvin Kamara who bounced back from multiple rib injuries this season, who, you know, if he is healthy and ready to go, you already have a predictable angle of how they're going to manage to try to get down the field. You've got Akeem Hicks back. you got Vita Vea. Um, I know Vita Vea was a little banged up, but you kind of have this this blueprint of how you can manage a team and do it well, and you have the talent to do so. Also, while Andy Dalton, if he is in the pocket, isn't a big time throw quarterback, he is his his ball, his ball management, his ball security is really unfortunate. Um, Mm. It's very easy to hit the guy and strip him of the ball. It's very easy to get your your hand, you know, on his arm when he's trying to throw and cause a turnover. We did see turnovers come to life a little bit in this game. Obviously, Jamil Dean had the two interceptions and Mike Edwards had the one interception. I need them to feed off of what they did the last game defensively and bring a bigger punch to this situation, especially if Andy Dalton's in the pocket because you can force mistakes on this guy. Nothing personal against Dalton, but you can force mistakes. Now, don't don't let Trevor Simeon end up coming in and throwing you off your game because we've already seen that dumpster fire and we already know what they like to do with Taysom Hill. He's going to, he's their low key actual Mm -hmm. running back one (laughs) on that roster. So you know what happens when he comes in and how to manage his legs. So I think the biggest thing is having the right mental approach for this defense. There's a lot of predictability in some ways that could mirror the Bucks offense, sad to say, mm-hmm. that you should that you go up against in practice. Like you have an advantage here. You just have the more talented roster if you guys can put A, B, C, and D together. Agree. And uh, on, on your point with turnovers, I mean, even Alvin Kamara gave up two mm-hmm. fumbles against the the 49ers. So oh yeah, because he's not a hundred percent. He just keeps trying to go in there as an option for his team. Yeah, exactly. So I think that defensively, you guys had your meeting. You guys are on the same page. Turn it up this week. Turn Mm -hmm. the pressure up on this Saints offense. 
force turnovers, force fumbles, get in there with Andy Dalton, get in there with whoever's running, Alvin Kamara, Taysom Hill, whatever they're doing. And then yeah. the secondary, I think that that whoever's, you know, whether it is Andy Dalton or if Jameis Winston comes back, well, either way, I think you have an advantage and that you need Absolutely. to take advantage of the situation for this yeah. Monday night football red out. Casey, it's time to get to predictions. Oof. What do you think is going to be the final score of this game? Part of me, part of me thinks it's going to end up being a little bit low scoring. I'm going to go yeah. 17 for the Bucks, and I'm going to go nine, 17 to nine. Ooh, I love that. Actually, I was going to go 10 for the Saints. One field goal, one touchdown for these guys. And um, I'm going to take it to, say, like 17, but uh, I'm going to do 20 to 10. No, that's okay. what they did last time. I think that's just sitting in my brain. <laughs> hey, maybe it'll work <laughs> out. Maybe if that happens will... again, that'd be hysterical. Okay, that'd wait. I feel, like, I feel like I need a different scope here. Uh, 13 Saints to 24 13 24 okay i'm gonna just broaden a little bit 24 more. 13, i'm 17 9 we will see what happens casey i don't know how you feel but i'm uh, i'm feeling a little bit optimistic i don't know we've been letting the team off a little bit easy on walk the plank my walk the plank like we've said a few times I don't, I don't want to make anybody walk the plank, <laughs> but I guess but. If, if I have to, it, maybe it's going to be a little bit of a future walk the plank again. I want to see renewed faith from the coaching staff, from Tom Brady, from each other in this offense, this offense yeah. has to figure it out. And yeah. If they don't, then th everybody walks the plank. And frankly, someone should probably be losing their job. Like, yes. if this offense does not figure it out, I think somebody, I think somebody ha has to pay because yeah. it's been too long that this offense hasn't had anything figured out. And again, I don't say that lightly. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not a fan of calling for anybody's job or anything like that. But there has to be some type of responsibility and consequences to not performing. You can't just not do your job and expect to keep your job. Do a better job this week and keep your job or else walk the plank. You know. And you got to on. go. Yeah, you know, that's it's funny that you chose that one because I actually did have a present walk the plank. Okay. And I thought about it a couple of times while we were chit chatting throughout the segment, but I'm just going to go with it. I'm a yeah. little disappointed that we were able to have a conversation about the defense coming together and Devin white being the one to sound the alarm and make that happen. Maybe it happened underneath the scope of media having an ear on it, but I'm a little disappointed that offense hasn't made that move because while defense has had their disconnect, it's been very obvious. It, I don't think it touches whatever's happening on offense. And that includes coaches. That includes Tom Brady reassuring his wide receivers, his tight ends, his running backs, his offensive line, that he has faith in them. That faith, that emotion, that can't just come 
at your convenience on the field when something good happens. You know, I'm not a parent, but I would assume that when you're trying to encourage a kid to get over, uh, to get past something, to have faith in themselves again, you got to reassure them from top to bottom. You got to let them know that you have faith in them before they hit that field. You got to let them know that you saw the good in that play after the game. You've got to continuously be there, letting them know, I see you. I see this in you. Now, how do we, how do we get it beyond you? How do we let everybody else see it? So to know that defense had a meeting earlier in the week, it's Thursday. Now this is going to air Friday for you guys at Jolly Rogers and touchdowns. I'm disappointed. I feel like, I feel like you Kaylee's rubbed off on me. I'm just, I'm disappointed because I feel like we should have heard of offense coming together on their own accord, not because defense did it, but because they needed it. And the deep, the offense thrived almost the most from that COVID situation because they were constantly forced to be one another and they need it more than the defense, in my opinion. So that would have been the cherry on top of this week that we've already turned around because we're just positive people ready for, you know, life to be life. But I think that it says a lot that this offense is kind of dragging their heels to do what needs to be done. And you're watching other parts of the team do it. Casey, I love that you gave that parent analogy because I think that this offense, we've seen it. They don't have the same amount of confidence that they have and that they used to have in themselves. Tom Brady didn't seem like he really had the confidence in himself. Um, mm-hmm. maybe until, you know, uh, that the Rams game. win against the Rams. Exactly. And yeah. then for Todd Bowles to come in here and then say what he said, like Todd Bowles is the parent in this situation. And for mm-hmm. you, for your, for your, you know, kid again, like in, in the, in the analogy that you gave for them to start shining and then for you to pick it apart, like the way that you did. That's yeah. the opposite of what you should be doing because you just and tore it can be them confusing. down. It's confusing, but you just tore them down publicly, yeah, in front of everybody, mm-hmm. and and it got a lot of attention. Like you tore your team down, you tore your yeah. goat quarterback down, and that's the last thing that they needed. You're right, Casey. And then this offense turns around and is like, oh, we're going to do better next week. I'm done with the words. I'm done with the lip service. Like, you You guys look so – you guys look so out of whack. I feel like there's too much finger pointing. There's the blame game. They need a big dinner and come Jesus moment and all the things. Like, they need it. 100%. I agree. Casey, now is the time. They need to turn it around. They need to have the conversation. They need to do whatever it takes. And they need to get themselves straight against this Saints team on Monday Night Football with the Red Out. It's going to be an action-packed game. And, of course, we here at Jolly Rogers and Touchdowns will have all of you covered with the latest and greatest in Bucks football. So be sure to follow us at Jolly Rogers TDS on both Instagram and Twitter. Casey, it's been fun. I feel a little bit more optimistic, but obviously ending on walk the plank makes me, you know, just, just, I want to feel, I want to see some action. And I think that that's yeah. what Bucks fans want to see as well. We want to see some action. We want to see some movement forward. We want to see some faith in this team because the, the, the fans have faith. And they want to see the actual coaches, players, everybody else have faith in the team as well. But either way, it's going to be a fun rivalry rivalry game. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to see it. You guys can always find us Jolly Rogers and Touchdowns wherever you get your podcasts. 
Be sure to download the Odyssey app because that's the best place to find Jolly Rogers and touchdowns. Download Mm -hmm. the Odyssey app, find Jolly Rogers and touchdowns, subscribe and turn on the auto download button. Anytime we have new episodes, which is Monday, Wednesday and Friday, you will be the first to get those episodes. So turn on that auto download button and you will have all of those podcasts waiting for you. I'm Kaylee Mizell. You can find me at Kaylee Mizell. She's Casey Hudson. You can find her at the Sports Case. That's K-A-S-E. We will see you guys on Monday night.